G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Lyle Chelton is the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and he's joining me on the phone for the final time this, this year. Lyle, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Tracy. It's been a bit a long year. It has been a long year, and certainly a long last few weeks for the federal parliament. We know that the senators were asked to stay back. There was quite a bit of legislation. Let's talk about uh, some of that: these temporary protection visas and what that means. Yes, uh, this was quite fascinating, Tracy. The last uh, sitting week of parliament, the immigration minister Scott Morrison. Uh, had uh, an, uh, a rare, what's becoming a rare win for the government in the Senate with the crossbench. He managed to negotiate a piece of legislation that restores temporary protection visas. Uh, there's 30,000 odd um, asylum seekers uh, living in the community at the moment uh, who, who had come by boat during uh, Labor's time and, and these people had been unable to be processed effectively and uh, Mr Morrison felt that the reintroduction of temporary protection visas uh, was necessary uh, to, to help um, deal with uh, this backlog of, of people. Uh, but as part of the deal with the Senate, uh, he, um, he said that uh, he put forward a proposal, uh, which is now legislated, that we increase our humanitarian intake. This was a surprise, uh, and uh, the Parliament has voted to increase the number of refugees by 4,500 over the next four years. Uh, so it's, it's a modest increase, uh, but it's certainly a step in the right direction from our point of view. We believe that having successfully stopped people smuggling and, and, and people drowning at sea, um, it's important now that we don't stop the refugees, that we uh, find a way to be generous um, because of the, uh, the the global humanitarian crisis that we face uh, with, with displaced people. Quite a lot of contention, though, around those issues with the temporary protection visas, with quite a number of uh, crossbench senators saying, listen, the the legislation, while it may be good, this should have been done a little bit earlier. Those kids in detention, Lyle, in your opinion, were they used as ransom? I think that's um, a, a bit harsh uh, for people to say that. It's certainly not good for kids to be in detention. Uh, the government... Um, this government uh, has done more to get kids out of detention than, than any other government in, in recent years. And, and, and within time, they will all be out. Uh, but it's, uh, it's important that the government's able to do that in the, in the context of um, stopping uh, more boats coming and more children coming, uh, many of whom have already drowned at sea. Um, so if you can stop the boats, you can get kids out of detention. And I think that's been what the government's been focused on. Um, I, I, I think some of the criticism has been a little bit overblown. Um, I certainly don't like seeing children in detention, but uh, I don't know what the alternative is uh, to stop people drowning at sea because we know that the people smugglers um, will send kids on boats, as they've done in the past, and, and as I said, many have drowned. Uh, so I think the strong measures have been necessary um, as a way of getting kids out of detention, getting all people out of detention, and those numbers are falling rapidly. Uh, but um, uh, it's important now that we, we don't uh, use this situation to, to be ungenerous. And uh, that's why I think the increase in refugees, uh, these are people who, who can't afford 
um, people smugglers fares um, that we're starting to to be able to to bring some of those people into the country and I think we need to continue to increase that number uh, beyond those uh, announced by the government, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. Something else that's continuing to fall, Lyle, is Tony Abbott's numbers in the polls. That may have been the trigger for another backdown of sorts, this time in the form of the paid parental leave scheme. He announced that rather quietly early yesterday morning, didn't he? Yes, it was um, a bit of a surprise, uh, Tracy, uh, because the Prime Minister had been saying that he would stand by uh, this signature paid parental leave scheme, uh, which would um, effectively give a replacement uh, wage to, to women uh, regardless of, of their income, although he had he had capped it at $50,000. Um, but, but now he's, he's stepped back even further looking to um, uh, to reduce the uh, generosity of it to uh, particularly higher-earning women uh, and then to make some changes to childcare to try and make that more accessible and more affordable. And he's planning to announce uh, further details of that in the new year. That's right, and certainly some of the childcare providers are saying that that extra money does indeed need to go into childcare because the, the costs are quite high. The costs are very high and probably unsustainable. Um, this is a huge area of public policy in Australia and, of course, it's, it's uh, difficult for families uh, because uh, it's no longer possible to, to even um, make a, a modest living on, on one wage and so families are forced to have uh, two people in the workforce and uh, that means childcare uh, is a very big issue for a lot of families and, and its affordability is, is vital to them. All right, we've seen quite a bit unfolding on the states scene as well. In Victoria, the new government has been sworn in. How does the how do things look at the end of the first week for them? Yeah, um, early days yet, of course, Tracy. But um, I guess of concern to to Christians will be uh, one of the policies of that new government, and that is to to limit the uh, freedom of Christian schools and even churches and, and other Christian organisations or faith based organisations, for that matter to uh, select staff who share their ethos. Um, what we're seeing in this first week as uh, voting uh, is, is continuing... Uh, sorry, voting uh, votes are continuing to be counted in the upper house is it looks like uh, the, the uh, Labor government of Daniel Andrews and, um, and the Greens won't have a majority in that upper house, uh, which, which is good news in terms of um, potentially stopping uh, that uh, policy going forward. And uh, many of your listeners will be aware of the campaign that uh, we've been running uh, to try and um, ensure that school uh, freedom is maintained uh, under the new government. We'll have to wait and see how that unfolds. Something else that happened uh, late last week, Lyle, was that uh, Katie Gallagher has announced her resignation of sorts as she's stepping down as the Chief Minister of the ACT. This came a little bit out of left field too. Tell us why. Yeah, it sure did. Uh, it, was a, it was a big surprise. Um, one of the uh, ACT Labor senators, Kate Lundy, who is a former sports minister in the um, Rudd-Gillard government, uh, has announced her retirement. That's created the Senate vacancy. So Katie Gallagher has decided to, to move uh, from being chief minister uh, into that uh, vacant Senate spot, subject to her winning uh, the pre-selection. Uh, it seems like it's pretty much a done deal amongst the local uh, Labor Party here in Canberra. Bill Shorten has anointed her. So uh, she'll take up um, that post in the Senate, most likely in the new year. But uh, what it's done, uh, Tracy, has opened the way for Andrew Barr, her deputy, um, to assume the role of uh, Chief Minister, subject to him being elected by, by his caucus colleagues. Uh, Andrew Barr, uh, many people would be aware, is, um, is a uh, same-sex attracted man who's living uh, with a uh, same-sex partner. He has been um, a 
proponent of changing the definition of marriage and was instrumental in 2011 with Penny Wong in causing the Labor Party federally uh, at, at its federal conference um, to change its policy to support redefining marriage, although albeit uh, with a conscience vote. So he's someone who's going to be an activist on, on these issues which go to the heart of, of what it means to be uh, a human creature and, and what it means uh, to the, the fundamental unit of, of society, uh, mum, dad and, and the kids. And certainly something that we need to continually be in prayer about, particularly that uh, given that the parliamentary year is now finished and talk about such issues probably won't be as prominent in the media as it has been in the weeks and months past. So, Lyle, plenty there to think about as we head into the Christmas season and into the new year. Yes, there is, uh, Tracy, and uh, like you, I hope these things will take a back seat over Christmas. And uh, can I just thank you for the opportunity to speak with you each week again over the course of this year and uh, wish you, Tracy, and, uh, and all your listeners a very uh, happy and uh, holy Christmas as we remember the birth of Jesus. Thanks, Lyle, and all the same to you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.